Greetings and welcome to the Water You Give podcast. My name is Sanele Mashaba. I am excited about today's topic. It is even success can be your greatest enemy. How does success become your greatest enemy? Don't aren't you not here to be mostly successful? But today I wanna go into details as to how does success can be your greatest enemy. Let go of the past to be able to grow fruitfully into the future. Even success itself can be your greatest enemy. If your focus is in the past success, you forfeit your chances of meeting and experiencing your whole future, even your best life. If you're holding on on how you made it to the first team, you may never, you will never actually, you will never be able to leave that team because your focus is, is celebrating, continuously celebrating that you've made it here. So that means that if you had the potential to lead the team one day, you have forfeited it, you have destroyed it, you have ruined it for, your, for yourself just by focusing or by living in the past. Holding on on your first purchase of the vehicle and saying, you know how much I purchased this vehicle, you know what I had to do, you know how did I qualify, you'll never be able to own another car, you'll never be able to get a second car. Why? Because you're busy celebrating your past success. Celebrating your qualification of a mortgage 10 years later, 5 years later, you are forfeiting the chances of getting another one because your mind is in the past. The day of your wedding, some people will continuously put on the pictures when they, they got married, even if it's not the anniversary or anything, but they're celebrating the wedding in such a way that it takes the time away from their actual marriage. Because if you look at it, what is more important between the wedding and the marriage? Celebrating the fact that how you started a business or how you made the first, the first 10,000 rand, the first million of your business, you deny yourself of growth and even greater success. And I don't want you to get me wrong here. Do not misunderstand me. I'm not discouraging you to celebrating your successes, to celebrating your achievements. Celebrate, but know when to stop. Know when to stop celebrating and go back to work. Imagine in a soccer field, for example, someone scores a goal and they just go and celebrate forever. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate up to the end of the game. What will happen to that game? That team will actually lose. Because we've got someone who has forgotten about the game, just celebrating one moment of the game. So even life is like that. You need to celebrate, yes, indeed. Celebrate, celebrate, and then stop and go back to work. What you should carry over to the next task, to your next assignment as you continue is the appreciation, is to be grateful. Go back to work and work better when you are appreciative and grateful. So take the appreciation and, 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 and the gratefulness to your next project. Don't leave your mind in the, in the last success. Don't leave the mind in the previous success. I'll tell you, when I started preaching myself, not actually when I started preaching, when I started preaching online, because um, I started preaching online maybe uh, 
20 or 15 years later uh, later than when I actually started preaching. So when I started preaching online, I was overwhelmed by people's responses in such a way that I wanted to keep my videos and re-watch them and watch them myself because when I do it, I don't get to watch it and then people like it. And then I say, okay, maybe I should also watch it and see and hear what they hear. But even though it comes from me, but sometimes it's like, let me hear what they hear. But you know what that did for me? It depressed me. Depressed me because even though those sermons were meant to encourage someone, but they still depress me because I always, when I look at it, I will always ask myself, how do I then do this again so that they like more? How do I then do this again so that they keep on liking my videos and following me? How, what did I do that this person even left a nice comment like this, a compliment like this? What, what should I do? And I would get so confused and so frustrated instead of being encouraged. They kept me focusing on the wrong things and instead of focusing on the next video, instead of focusing on the next project. These things were there, these likes, these good comments were there to encourage me to do more, not for me to go back and watch these videos or keep these videos for whatever time. Sooner I realized that, thanks to the Holy Spirit, all this caused me to be stuck and affect my growth and the new ideas and the revelations from God. So I stopped watching them. I would preach it and let God make me to go through whatever I go through or the things that I've went through myself and preached those things because I already know and I don't have to watch videos again and check what people are saying or whether people are liking or not. Because the focus actually is an inside job, as Dr. Maxwell usually say. It's an inside job. But if you make it an outside job, I believe that most of the time, our growth, productivity, and purposes are negatively affected, impacted by other people's opinions and reactions towards our work and us even personally. We become so focused on what people like about us, or at least pretend to like, in such a way that we forget who we are, trying to please others, and lose what we love about our own self. We forget the reasons or the reason why we do what we do. We trade our personalities, we trade our, our purposes and even our lives at times for the applause of others. I personally do not think uh, being liked, followed, popular, etc. equals success. As I said, for me, success is an inside job. It is not about the external reactions. Those are just appreciation. Those are meant to encourage you, but not to direct you. They're meant to encourage you, not to derail you. So just appreciate that and be encouraged to do more and focus on what you're meant to do. After I've performed about, uh, but about your pot it, it's, it's about your potential. It's not about the performance. It's not about how people react to it, but it's about your potential and capacity. 
it's about what you are able to give as opposed to what other people think it's good. Let me give it to you this way. Now, let's say my goal, not even my goal, my potential is to give 10% of everything that I make. I, I have the potential to do, so, to do this. This is my purpose for life, to give 10% to, on everything that I make and everything that I, that, that, that I achieve, to give away 10%. And then let's say today I make 10 and then I give one, so I've passed the test. I've achieved. Tomorrow, I make 100, and then give 10. I've passed the test again. I've achieved. Now I'm going to another level. Suddenly, next week, I don't go to 100, I go to a million. And now I'm expected to give 100,000. But instead, I say, no, this is too much. They won't even know, they won't even realize. They'll just appreciate what I'm giving them. And I say, no, I'll give you 10,000. I will give away 10,000. Even though I might have received the praise and the worship from the people that I've given off from the project that I've given into, I might have put in the best seat or even in the throne of the whole kingdom. I'm still a failure. I'm still a failure. Even though people can bow before me just because I've done that, I've given them a 10,000. I'm still a failure because my success does not come from their worship, but it comes from my potential. My potential was 10%, and the 10% of my achievement of my income was 100,000, and I gave a 10% of the 10%, which is a failure. So no matter how much you can receive the appraisals, as long as it is not your potential. One day God asked me and say, give away a thousand, just a thousand rand. And I said, I need to do this, I need to do that, and I need to do the other. And I said, let me just give five. They were still appreciated, and they appreciated it, and they were happy, and, and they were so joyful, the, the, the people that I gave, and then, instead of being happy with them, I was depressed, I was stressed, because I realized, uh, because I got reminded that my potential, or what I was expected to give, was double what I gave. So it did not matter that they received it with their applause. It did not matter that they worshiped my feet, on my feet, what mattered the most is how much I was capable of giving. And that's the most important question. I'll tell you about a man called King Saul. He was asked, he was told to go. He was instructed to go and kill a certain kingdom. Kill everybody and kill everything. Kill the younger. The, the older, kill the small and the big and kill everything and everyone. Kill the cattle, kill the sheep, the lambs, everything that is before your eyes, kill it. So he went there and kill, kill, killed. But when he looked at his soldiers, he saw that their eyes, they were telling him to keep the fattened calves and lambs 
to keep the sheep and cattle. So he said, no, because of my, the praise of my soldiers, because of the praise of the people, I will keep the sheep and the cattle, the fat cows and lambs, I'll keep them so that people continue to worship me. And he was glad. And then they said, no, usually when you destroy a kingdom, you take the people captive, especially the king. So he did not kill the king of that kingdom, kept the king as well, came back with him home. The prophet approached him and said, what is this? Why did you bring the king? Why did you bring these sheep, cattle, cows, and lambs? He said, look at this. Look how good they are. Even my soldiers worshipped me. Even the people that were with me worshipped me when I did this. They complimented me. They praised me for this. What do you mean, prophet? The prophet said, no. Your instruction was to kill everything. It did not matter. It did not matter that, you, that people will see you as a king or what, how people view you as. But what matters is to take the right instruction and pour it into pass and execute it. So he failed, even though they celebrated him. He failed, even though he brought the fattened calves and lambs. He still failed. Mr. S., the mighty man of valor, this is the man that did not care about the previous success. Knew that there's something in the future there's going to be something better. This man was once told to pick up a jaw of an ass or a jaw of a, of a donkey. And he did so. And when a thousand men came against him and he was alone, he took the jaw ball a giant double and killed a thousand men. And you know what he did after that? He threw the jawbone away. Why did he do that? Because he knew in his mind that this is the past success. Now I'm looking forward to a better success than this. But if it was me and you, we would have kept that and tell everyone else, this is the bone, this is the jaw bone that can kill thousands and even sell it even or put it somewhere where people will come and view it and watch it and pay and make more money out of it. As a method of killing a thousand men. Praise and worship to this jaw bone. But this man threw it away. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today to forget about the last success. Paul said, he said something so profound. He says, one man planted, another man watered. But God gave an increase. 
Let me, let me show you this. If you focus on the last success, you are like someone who enjoy, enjoys the process of sowing in such a way that all that you want to do is to sow. So if you only sow, if you only plant and do not water, that fruit will never come out. That fruit will never abound, will never bud. That fruit, that seed will never turn into a fruit, will never turn into a vegetable, will never turn into a fruitful tree. Why? Because you are busy celebrating your last success, which is sowing and planting. You need to let go in order to grow. You need to let go in order to grow. It might be a greatest success that you ever see. That means there's more to come. The reason why you can do a great thing and still live is because you can do better than what you have done. What you have done is behind you. Now look forward to better. Even if it's the greatest thing that you have done, the fact that you're still alive, you can do better. That means we have the potential. The day you do the greatest thing according to your potential, you will surely die because you'll have no other reason to live. But the, the fact that you're still alive, continue wanting more, continue going for more. Do not let the past success hold you back. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Water Your Gift podcast. My name is Sanele Matlaba. God bless you.